0: Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, First Prez. Love that. My name is Jenny, and I direct the children and family department here at First Prez. It's my joy to be here worshiping with you all. I am often, always in the children's wing, having fabulous worship with all of our youngest disciples. So it's a joy to be here in this massive room with all of you. You know it would only be fitting if i started off our time together with this message with a little game let me show you this picture who can tell me what they think that is i don't my kids know my kids know willow what is that it's a fly's eye eye. isn't that cool that's pretty cool okay let's try it again what's this next picture one of hmm yeah what do you think that is riley what's that it's a walnut (laughs) isn't that cool i love it you see how hard it can be to make sense of things when they are really close and isn't that true in life as well that when life is really close Sometimes the best thing we need, the most important thing we need, is a different perspective to make sense of it all. One of the most natural times when life is real close, when it feels all-consuming and disorienting, is when we experience a loss, a significant loss. It's when loss becomes all-consuming and even paralyzing at times it can be a loss of a a loved one whether it's a spouse a child a friend or it can be a loss of something you hold dear a job a home maybe your health it doesn't take long for all of us to be able to think of a time in our life maybe even now when loss felt very close and disorienting and kind of confusing And we were in need of a different perspective and it's one thing to try and make sense of everything you're feeling and all the circumstances that are surrounding that all-consuming loss and it's another thing to try and make sense of God where are you God You know I have uh, the last six months or so I have uh, had the privilege of walking with a few close friends all in their 40s like myself who have experienced significant loss two of them very suddenly and unexpectedly lost their husbands one of them is in the process of losing her marriage another one just lost her brother big loss that feels so disorienting and confusing and and we know that God says I never leave you I will never forsake you but you think God what are you doing when you see all of this pain and all of this suffering because sometimes it feels like you've left your sheep all alone to suffer i think we're all familiar with different times of loss whether big or small and what i know is that loss can actually make you feel lost so this morning as we crack open the Bible and look at the life of David I want us to experience see three different things first I want us to all know that unfortunately we are not exempt from loss just like David secondly I want us to notice how does David respond to his loss and third I want us to consider one spiritual practice that can help us not get spiritually lost when we are experiencing loss so as we dive into the word let's continue worship and let me pray Heavenly Father we thank you so much that you are here with us And that you are very present, even when we don't feel you, and sometimes don't see you. Father, I thank you that you don't move, that you are near. And I ask, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to us, and that we would sense your presence, and you would give us a needed perspective change in this life that we live i thank you lord for this chance to worship and for us to hear from you through your powerful word and all of god's people said amen Amen. all right so i think most of us know that david was a man who was very well acquainted with loss right doesn't take long for us to even think through some of the big moments in his life where he experienced tragedy I think of the one that I would say the loss of his reputation, you know, when he chose to commit adultery with Bathsheba and then went on to murder her husband, Uriah, he lost his reputation. The shame that he felt was huge. But it's in that shame and in that loss and that tragedy that he penned Psalm 51, created me a clean heart O oh god he experienced loss he experienced tragedy and sadness and oh the shame and he turned to god i think of the time in his life when he actually lost his own son absalom and in scripture in second samuel twelve twenty, it reads that he immediately went to the house of the lord to worship right when he found out the news of his son's death experiencing tragedy and loss and the pain and the sorrow and he immediately turned to the Lord. I know for many people that's not always the first thing you want to do with the Lord. The passage that we're turning to today, we see some more big hits in the life of David and it's found in 2 Samuel chapter 1. Let's read about some of these losses in David's life. We read, after the death of Saul, now we know who Saul is, and at this point, David does not know this yet, but after the death of Saul, David returned from striking down the Amalekites and stayed in Ziklag for two days. Okay, so Ziklag was a place where all of David's family and belongings were. But when David returned from striking down the Amalekites, he arrives in Ziklag and All of his family is gone, and all of his belongings are nowhere to be found. That's pretty big. That's like a sledgehammer to the heart of David. Where is everyone? Where is everything? That is hit number one, loss number one in this passage. But then we go on to read that on the third day, when he's hanging out in Ziklag, a man arrived from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dust on his head. So as we know when someone has dust on their head and his clothes are torn there's something really sad there's mourning there's anguish there's deep sadness and pain. So this Amalekite comes when he comes when he came to David he fell to the ground to pay David honor. "Where have you come from?" David asked him. And he answered, "I have escaped from the Israelite camp." David says, "What happened?" so here we have pause here David knew that the Philistine army and the Israelite army were going to have a battle but David had no idea what what was the outcome or what was happening so this Amalekite comes and gives him a report David's eager what has happened his people David asked tell me and the Amalekite answers the med the men fled from battle he replied many of them fell and died that's another huge hit many of these israelites have fallen and died oh imagine that news and if that's not bad enough the Malachite goes on to report that saul and his son jonathan are now dead huge hits to the heart of david huge losses That not only does he not have his family and his belongings as he's sitting in Ziklag, he also has just heard that all these Israelites have fallen dead. And Saul, the one that was after him for his life for so long, who actually David has this beautiful heart like God to be sad and full of sorrow when he hears of Saul dying. And then Jonathan, Jonathan, his truest companion, his closest confidant, his dear, dear friend has also died. These are huge hits to the heart of David. How does David respond in the midst of this loss? Being these losses being so up close, how does David respond? Well, we read in Scripture in this chapter that he fairly quickly kills the messenger, this Amalekite, out of sadness and anger. And probably some righteousness, which was probably a big surprise that the Malachite to the Malachite. But also, we read in verses 11 and 12 how the news landed on David even more. Let's read. Then David and all the men with him took hold of their clothes and tore them. They mourned and wept and fasted till evening for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the army of the Lord and for the nation of Israel because they had all fallen by the sword. They tore the clothes. I just brought a shirt to just imagine, like just this tearing of clothes that would be this mourning, this deep sorrow, this anguish, this sadness. And even to this day, it is Jewish tradition that at a funeral, a rabbi would cut or tear clothes over the heart of the one who is sad whose heart has been torn apart as a sign of mourning of really deep sadness and anguish but it's also a sign that god is sovereign in our weaknesses in our weaknesses he is made strong so this act of mourning And tearing of clothes is also simultaneously an act of claiming that God is sovereign, even in this tragedy. I find that very um, hopeful. I find that very comforting, that we can mourn and simultaneously claim that God is faithful, even in these dark, hard times. I also love the example that David gives us in his morning, that his cultural upbringing did not have this concept that real men don't cry. It didn't have this cultural strange-ism that you have to keep it all in and all together. But rather, David just poured it out, crushed deeply in spirit. And we even read at the end of 2 Samuel chapter 1, he pens this beautiful psalm of lament about this tragedy and these losses he writes oh how the mighty have fallen he's speaking of the israelites he's especially speaking of saul and jonathan oh how the mighty have fallen and not only does he pen this psalm of lament he then goes on and asks that all of judah would mourn and remember this psalm of lament with him what awesome example Of how to mourn how to embrace loss he wasn't exempt from loss he wasn't exempt from tragedy nor are we and he felt it deeply and he simultaneously turned to God claiming him as sovereign and as faithful and I love that example that we have for us to follow now because all of us will Continue to experience loss and even have already experienced a lot of loss in life some big and some small I wanted to close our time with suggesting a Spiritual practice that we can apply to our lives that can help us not get spiritually lost in the midst of loss Because great example David, but how do I do that? How do I turn to God in the midst of my pain and my sorrow? so to illustrate I brought this canvas if you will this canvas that um, can represent let's say my life your life and I brought it thinking that I can look back on my life over the past many years and even over this past week and I can see different tears different painful things that have happened some big and some small that have left holes In me that have left scars and wounds and these different painful experiences are not necessarily gonna go away and I don't think again it takes long for any of us to think of difficult difficulties losses tears where you might say God if it were up to me I would write this story differently what are you doing why however from the Garden of Eden beginning we have this God who has a different purpose for us that his intent since he bent low and breathed life into the dust of our lungs when he kissed us into being was not to orchestrate our ruin but was rather so much more full of a surprising and secret purpose and that is to bring us to our full glory first Corinthians 2 7 says this he wants to heal us he wants to meet us in our soul holes he wants to help us in the places that we have been torn apart he wants to make us whole think about it this way that perhaps in these places in our life canvas where we have experienced a puncture or a tear this emptiness where joy seemingly just spills out like a drain hole, perhaps these, perhaps these places can also serve as a place where we get a crack to see through to God in a way that perhaps we wouldn't normally have been able to, that they can serve as, as a window of sorts, a thin glimpse into the beauty beyond to a God who radically loves us and has this huge wonderful glorious life for us in him but how do i choose to allow these tears and these holes to become these see-through to god places and that's where i want to suggest one spiritual discipline one practice one word one heart posture And that is thankfulness it sounds simple doesn't it thankfulness and also it sounds really hard because I believe that this this act of perpetual thankfulness is a high goal but I've also come to see that it is a game changer when it comes to giving me to giving us A needed perspective change in the midst of loss now don't get me wrong we don't need to be thankful for the tragedy that's not what David modeled that's not necessarily what God is asking us to do say thank you for this hardship but I do think there's something about saying thank you God that you are near and I have a chance to find you perhaps in a more close way to cling to you to depend on you to learn to be molded by this tragedy thank you for that so what i want to do for the next few minutes is to kind of explain a little bit of my canvas and my story of how i've seen some of my tears shape and mold me as i've clinged to this discipline of thankfulness in the hard places i'm trying to be more thankful In 2018 if you will so a couple of my tears and I'm not gonna share all my tears because some of them are pretty intimate and pretty vulnerable but some that I want to share with you this morning I think can really be an example of how God has shown me himself through these drain holes these soul holes and how he's allowed me to see him more clearly one happened years ago see if I can tear this (sighs) this idea of having a very weak voice you wouldn't think that I would have a weak voice being as loud and vocal as I am but it's true years ago I realized that I have a very weak voice I lost my voice a lot in fact every morning I'd wake up and people be like are you sick were you uh, are you do you smoke like I'm like no I just have a really terrible weak voice and so through lots of vocal therapy and even a surgery they went in and stripped my vocal cords of these vocal nodules I couldn't speak for two weeks after the surgery and I did that successfully I went to the doctors and they said okay go ahead and speak so I spoke said my first few words with my new voice and it was a different voice but I have a weak voice and it's something I've, I've been to come to embrace But I've also asked myself God of all things like why you've given me this passion to speak your truth and I have this weak voice but what I've realized is where I am weakest that is where God has become strongest and it's allowed me to see him through this loss man if I were to write it differently I'd give me a much stronger voice it has allowed me to see him and depend on him and cling to him where I am weakest he is made strongest and even about a month after i had this voice surgery i'm not a great singer or anything i um got to be very intentional about when i was allowed to sing again medically and i commissioned my own voice and said i'm in the, the first song i'm going to sing is the song i love you lord i lift my voice to worship you oh my soul rejoice take joy my king in what you hear may it be a sweet sound to your ear thank you Lord that I've had this tear this loss that has allowed me to cling to you more real and see you more beautifully another tear in my life and some of you know this about I don't know 15 years ago I came up here and I spoke about singleness some of you might remember that when I stood up here and I said I am single and I'm in a married world and it's hard And people want to pray me out of this singleness like it's a sin, which is in the word singleness, which I think is funny. Um, But the church doesn't always know what to do with people who are single, right? And I was in like over 20 weddings, and I had friends who were buying houses and having babies. I had friends that were married, divorced, and married again, and I was still not even dating. And I thought, this is terrible. But in that season of being single, it felt like a loss. But I know that God allowed me to see him in ways that were so beautiful that I could depend on him, that I could find an intimacy with him because it was just me and him that I could surrender my silly scribbles for his beautiful blueprints in life. And I'm grateful, thank you, Lord, for that tear. And then I think of, gosh, I can think of so many. I think of uh, a couple years ago that I was training for an Ironman which is a triathlon that takes all day and I came down with that finicky little West Nile virus two weeks before the race ah oh, what a loss and I had, tra- I had trained for like eight and a half months I had paid so much money for a plane ticket to the race and to buy a new bike and a modified what I ate and sacrificed vacation time and then are you kidding me I might not be able to do it two weeks out Ugh, that was a huge loss but i can tell you by the grace of god i was able to complete that race but not without total dependence on god i remember thinking to myself if if dependency on god is my ultimate goal then i need to see this weakness as a total gain and that tear that loss of health was a really cool time that I could see through to God in a way that perhaps I wouldn't have normally been able to but then I think all of us can think of different losses in our lives that might be a little smaller they might have just happened this last week you know I think of the last few weeks the loss of healthy hair in my family we got lice gross with having three daughters i thought we were really great that we had gone this long without having lice but they came back from camp with lice and there i sat for a couple you know an hour at least every single day with each one of them combing through and doing laundry and combing through morning and night and there i sat and i thought well you know at least i get one-on-one time with each of them as i just sit and comb through their hair talking and, and and them kind of ah oh, that hurts and tangles and all that kind of thing but I thought it was a reminder to me from God that was who was saying you know sometimes I allow these losses to happen so I can have your life can be slowed down and I can have this time just sitting with you thank you God that I got to see you even in lice right then I think of I was talking with um, Don Bachman briefly I think it was him before the service and I was just saying you know one of my losses in life most recently I used to be able to sleep like it was a spiritual gift I could sleep so soundly and so well I would fall asleep in the same position and wake up in that same position right well I don't sleep very well anymore and it's not because my kids they sleep like rock stars for some reason, I have lost the ability to sleep long and hard and deeply. And I'm seeing some nods, right? I even got this Fitbit this last week that, that marks my sleep, and I have proof I sleep terribly. And I'm like, God, that's such a loss. It's terrible. Why? I need more sleep. I wake up. I'm tired. Well, he is allowed in, the, in those wee hours in the middle of the night for what seems like hours for me to pray, for me to worry, for me to pray, For me to feel guilty for me to pray but that loss has allowed me to see him in ways that i would normally have been able to and for that i am grateful not for the sleeplessness but for time with the lord in a really neat way so i share with you my canvas and i'm curious about your canvas and i'm curious about if you are able to mourn and grab hold of these losses but simultaneously turn to God. And see him in different ways and be grateful and thankful you know in our my extended family we have this funny tradition around Christmas that we send each other um, our lists of what we want you know that have like links to this gift and some ideas if you're wanting to get me something for Christmas seems a little presumptuous but that's just what we do in the family okay so I want to give you a challenge as we leave here today To write your list not a list of things that you want like for Christmas but rather a list of things that you already have blessings things that you are thankful for to God in the back as you leave there's that little you know take home sheet I encourage you to grab one and if you don't remember make a list at home my challenge is a crazy challenge write 100 things by next sunday that you are thankful for that you are like this is a blessing in my life 100 things and i want to take that challenge one further and encourage you to write even some of your tears your soul holes that you can be thankful for because you can find this new perspective of seeing god in a new and needed way let's pray Heavenly Father, I do thank you so much that you are with us and that you are near us. And I even thank you for some of the crucible situations in life that we experience you in new and needed ways that shape us, that mold us, because they're painful. Lord, I also know there's so many of us in this room that can't see past the pain to your faithfulness and I pray Lord that you would help us grab hold of this spiritual discipline this holy posture of finding thankfulness in the midst of really hard full circumstances I pray that you would help us see through to you even just cracks glimpses of you and the beauty beyond as we wait For the curtain to be fully drawn so that we can see you in all your glory someday. We thank you for that great hope. And we thank you that you are near and you are with us. And that you feel what we feel. And that you have not let us alone. That you are faithful. Father God, we put our life canvas in front of you And ask that your will would be done and that we would not miss out on the opportunity to grow in intimacy with you in all things. Lord, we pray this in your son Jesus' most precious and holy name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Thank you. Let's stand and continue worship.